baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 1008, back uh, back at it here before quick takes. Uh, we're doing the, not we, I've, I'm, I'm firmly against it, but people in this office are doing Secret Santa. And I'm against it. You're a Grinch. I'm not a Grinch. I just don't believe in it. That's all. By the way, you know the texters outed me. Someone texted Vanita and told her that I cheated, because Vanita's the organizer of the Secret Santa, and told her that I cheated on my amount, so she yeah. knew. And now you're going to say be, I was a bad girl. You're going to be evicted from the Secret Santas uh, here moving forward. But there, in the studio today, there is a bag. I believe it's for you because it's in a Hanukkah I'm excited. bag. Excited, yeah. Should we open it right now? Yeah, I want to see it. What right. I get? And if it's something good, you can't take it. Okay, I won't take it. I promise. He already took the bottle of wine out and put it. Ooh, in his look at this. Alaska Knits premium wool socks. Oh, I love a good pair of socks, and socks are a good gift. One pair of crew socks. I buy my socks. kids Hanukkah socks every year. Shoe size mm-hmm. 4 to 10 with a calf cushion. Here, let me see. Let me see. Hold them closer. They're kind of a black and white and gray. I love them. What's I love a calf? socks. What's socks a calf cushion? Gift. What does that mean? Uh, cushion's the calf. <laughs> Whoop, there's something it. else in here. Ooh. Ooh. How did they, See, how did that cost less than $10? Socks are expensive. Uh, it's a happy Hanukkah coffee mug. Look at that. Oh, my God. I love that. With a menorah on it. See, you won't take that. I know. I'd, I I'd love that. that. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, Secret Santa. Thank you. Okay. So you do you really believe all of that costs less than 20 bucks? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You think? The mug yeah, 12, and the socks. $12 socks and a five ninety nine yeah. mug. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, that's what's a, Those are great gifts. What's a Sufganiat? Sufganyot. Sufganyot. So what is that? You were eating them at my house. Oh, Sufganyot I did. Sufganyot okay. is a jelly donut. Oh, nice. Sufganyot is jelly. And we eat donuts on Hanukkah because um, because it's fried. We fried. eat things that are fried because the oil, the miracle, the oil lasted I'm for eight all days. About so donuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, make, we make donuts and we eat donuts. Oh, thank you, Secret Santa. I'm very excited. Our Secret Santa uh, luncheon is tomorrow at noon, and I'm hoping to feel better. If not, I will wear a mask. So I can come downtown and say thank you to my Secret Santa because those are great gifts. And and you don't get to come, Adam. Uh, uninvited. Yes. Uninvited. Banned, actually. <laughs> Barred from the Secret Santa. I'm keeping your mug now. No, you can't keep my mug. It's Kurt Cousins. Monica. Kurt Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, all among 16 starting NFL quarterbacks to be impacted by injury yeah. this season. Lots. And I was reading about it. It's just uh, remarkable. And, and we saw a game last week with two backup quarterbacks that was almost unwatchable uh, as the Vikings won 3-0. to zero. It made me think this, Adam. We should change the way NFL quarterbacks are handled. I think teams should go to a two-quarterback system where you get two starting quarterbacks that both – uh, like equally share practice time and then can be used interchangeably throughout the game for different plays, different packages. And then when one goes Colleges down, do that. I know. And when, you know, so, okay, so what if it was... Because you know uh, why they don't do that? Wow. Okay, I'll answer you right now. 
there are an inf- there are very few quality NFL quarterbacks. That's why. I agree with you, but I think if the Vikings say had had a backup quarterback that took some snaps before Cousins went down, that that backup quarterback would now be able to lead our team in a much better way well, than pulling some. Well, our off back, the well, our, our original backup, Nick Mullins, who is now the quarterback, was hurt. So he got—I don't know how he got hurt because it wasn't in game yeah, activity. Uh, but he would have been, and he has started in one NFL game, so he would have been a quote unquote. Uh, <clears throat> what's uh, forgot the word again? Whatever, uh, a decent backup. Yeah, quality backup. Quality backup. But he was hurt too. So you don't think any teams will go to a two quarterback system? No, that's dumb. It's a it's a good idea. I think teams should try that. I wasn't listening. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> The Minnesota Department of Health is providing an alert for THC consumers to be on the lookout for illegal high-dose edibles. The current limit for edibles is 5 milligrams a serving, 50 milligrams a package. Recent inspections found that 39% of retailers are carrying high-dose edibles. Jordana, as an avid consumer of THC edibles... Is the how, uh, how pothead, big of a problem? How the big pothead a, on the show, uh, <laughs> right? How big of a problem is that? Right now. That they're selling. Uh, okay, here, here's the deal. I've actually seen these. Somebody tried to sell Mark on like they looked like it was like in an M and M's packaging. There was one in an M and M's packaging, one in a Skittles packaging, and they were supposed to be fifty mil. Jeez. Is it milliliter? Mill- mill- milligrams. 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 Sorry. 50, I know I should know more about this, 50 milligram gummies. Ooh, like God. one gummy is 50. And, and he said, he's like, come on, you expect, first of all, that would kill like a small horse. You know, he's like, really? A, a fi- and I'm kidding wouldn't about that. Wouldn't kill you. It wouldn't kill you, but it would make you really, really, gummy? really, really high. Right. And and he's like, I'm supposed to believe that there's, fa-. he goes, that seems extreme to me. He did not purchase them, but it was, you know, like at a store, somebody Said, oh, yeah, 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 these are great. So, so cut them. They were small. And they're like, cut them in half and then in quarters and this and that. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I believe any of that. So I've seen them. And what was questionable about them is that they had like really good packaging from candy. Again, this is also a problem because kids yes. might think they're candy, mm-hmm. you know, like a, vi- and, and Mark even said, he goes, this can't be legal because he's a marketing guy. And he's like, it has the exact same packaging as like a, like yeah. a little mini package of M&M's. He's like, there's no way M&M's agreed to right. this, agreed to license this kind of packaging. So they were suspect right from the beginning uh, for both of us. Of course, we didn't buy them. But no, I don't think well, that they they are real. I don't think they, they are regulated. And I don't – how could you possibly put you, that much THC? And you raise a great point, which uh, not uh, about – you know, I've, I've purchased gummies. I have gummies at my house right now. Yeah. But I am yeah. – and our kids are old enough that, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't get into them. But that is a huge right. responsibility huge. of somebody who buys those mm-hmm. to keep them in a safe mm-hmm. spot protected. I always think about the yes. dogs, too. Like, I don't want them laying around. The dogs would God. for sure eat them. And we'd have two mm-hmm. high dogs. But you raise a good point, though. So I bought some at a legitimate dispensary, mm-hmm. five milligrams like they're supposed to be. Well, that's legit. And I'll just say someone I know wanted one of legal age. Took it mm-hmm. and had absolutely zero effects. It took the whole five really? milligram one. And if I took a five milligram, I'd be really, oh, I mean, I'd feel totally. that big time. And this person mm-hmm. felt nothing. And I'm like, well, well that's really? weird. How can that possibly be? 
Unless they're, do the, is it somebody who takes them a lot and has a high tolerance for that? No, not at all. No, In fact, okay. Then rare, they, yeah. yeah. So. They, they, it's, I think it's hard to regulate still. It, it isn't still an unregulated industry. And sometimes you get more, sometimes you get less. And I think if somebody's trying to sell you a 50, 100 milligram gummy, that's crap. Don't, don't bother. Just go with the fives. You can take more if you need, but... Be careful out there. Yeah. Don't get scammed. And how do you know if you took one that's not more than five? You'll know. Okay? <laughs> that's a, I was just thinking of like, uh, oh, yeah, that would uh, not be fun. I can't imagine. Yeah. Federal prosecutors in Montana have charged two men for illegally killing 3,600 birds, including some bald eagles, what? and selling oh, them on the God. black market. Despicable. Simon oh Paul, Travis, God. John Branson were accused of killing the birds on the Flathead Indian Reservation in western Montana. Adam, what should the penalty be for poaching well, of this extent? Like prison time, for yeah, sure. That's awful. absolutely felony in prison time. That's disgusting. It's grotesque. And, I mean, poaching of any kind is really... That's why I'm... Like, people, fishermen, hunters, the <laughs> most of them I know... All the ones I know are absolutely uh, adhere to limits, and um, they police themselves, right? And when we see this, it it gives everybody else a bad name. So, absolutely, throw the book at those these people. It's grotesque, and I'm, yeah, prison time all the way. How many birds, David? Uh, 3,600 birds. Okay. Like, that's, what for? The, yeah, what what, that, what were they killing so, them for? I mean, and to, what's the market for that like? I, I don't I mean, know. They said they them? sold them on the black market, so there must be some sort of really? uh, market for illegal birds. I that's don't know. terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Awful. <clears throat> Kid Rock is changing his tune about Bud Light. He was one of the first people to declare a boycott of Bud Light. After the beer briefly not partnered only did, with a... Not only did he boycott it, he shot it up with an AR-15. Yes. <laughs> shot a case of beer up. Of course, after yeah. he partnered with a transgender influencer, uh, Kid Rock told, get this, Tucker Carlson on his new X show that Bud Light deserves a black eye, and they have gotten one. So apparently his boycott is now over, and he's going to start tipping them back once again. Jor, what's your reaction to the latest chapter in the Bud Light saga? You know, this is what I don't get. Why are we boycotting Bud Light because transgender people might like to drink it too? Is it because you are so afraid of transgender people that you don't want to drink the same beer that they drink? I guess I just don't understand the backlash that Bud Light faced by sending, you know, a six-pack or whatever it was, a case of beer to this transgender person. Like, why do you care what transgender people drink? And are you, I, I, again, at, honestly, David, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you would boycott something because somebody else might drink it too. I, I'm confused. Well, no, I think it's that they're boycotting it because, and again, let me just preface this by saying it's completely stupid. Uh, but they think that, oh, the company is, you know, supporting uh, something that goes against my beliefs is yeah. it's the same reason that some people boycott Chick Fil A because um, because they don't want people to be transgender. On, no, cause, well, because they 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 think that it's not that it goes against their Christian values that 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 is a lifestyle choice that that it goes against their. 
Christian values. I'm, well, Jordana, I'm not defending what if, this at all. I'm what if saying, there was a beer brand that did a partnership with the makers of high-powered rifles, and that was their whole theme and advertising scam or scheme and everything, and they were giving away rifles with their beer? Would you would you give money to that cause? Would you buy those products that are associated with something you don't agree with? So you're saying because they were associated with somebody who's transgender that I, I guess I'm I'm real I really truly I'm not I'm not being ignorant or being difficult about this. I guess I just don't like for example, you know, Adam has rifles. Mm-hmm. But I still like the same food that Adam likes and I would not just because Adam I guess again, I just I don't really see it. I don't really see why boycott why I'm sorry, I'm not expressing myself well because I'm confused about the whole thing. Why would you boycott something that somebody else likes to drink also? Because you- I mean, it's not like they were supporting or they were saying everybody should be transgender. No, but that's what but I think the problem with Kid Rock and those people who have the who feel that way think that Bud Light is quote unquote going woke or whatever they call it and that they're supporting uh, the further uh, degradation of society by supporting uh, what they perceive as lifestyles that they don't agree with. Not necessarily, that, oh, geez, a transgender person is drinking beer. I, I, I don't want to drink that beer either. It's more, it's what that what they perceive Bud Light um, caving to the uber left, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the woke crowd. And, oh, we mm-hmm. got to appeal to that crowd too. As stupid so, as that may be. And I think it's stupid. And so, David, and I'm sorry, I lost track of the question. The question was. Kid Rock is back on the Bud Light train again now? Uh, yes, yes. He said that uh, Bud Light deserves a black eye. They have got their black eye, and, and he's back to drinking it. He's they, they have gotten their punishment. Yeah. I, I'm going to have no comment about this because, <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't – I guess I just I, – I don't understand – I just don't understand it. So I'm going to have no comment about this. That's I, I don't fully understand it, so I should shut my mouth. So that's it. <laughs> so, sorry, David. That wasn't very good radio. As the tires screech yeah. to that segment. That wasn't hey, radio, let's do something I, completely different. Let's get some callers right now. 651-461-9226. Moving on, as they say. Let's give away some tickets to uh, Chris Stapleton, the All-American Road Show where you may or may not be able to get a Bud Light at the show. Who knows? Uh, anyway, 651-461-9226. Here's this concept. David will read some lyrics. All you have to do is uh, say who sang that song that those lyrics come from. Was it Chris Stapleton? Was it Lainey Wilson? Was it Marcus King? Your chance to win. 651-461-9226 next. All right, here we go. Giving away tickets all week long. Two more opportunities to win them today and tomorrow. Pretty easy game. What we do, well, it's easy if you know the lyrics. Dave is going to read some lyrics. All you have to do is tell us who sang those lyrics. Was it Chris Stapleton? Was it Lainey Wilson? Or was it Marcus King? This is Marcus King here. Sure is. You know. This is good. Yeah, see, this is more rock than country. This is very southern rock. He's good, man. Good guitars, too. All right, let's go to the contestants. Up first, from St. Paul... Please welcome Judy to the phone, uh, to the contest. Judy, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. 
Oh, you're welcome. Uh, you fans of uh, Chris Stapleton, Laney Wilson, and Marcus King, would you uh, say that uh, you have a favorite out of those three? You know, I am not a huge fan, and I'm calling to win these tickets for someone who is. All right. So Fair this enough. is going to be a guess. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, Judy, good All luck right. to you. Uh, David, go ahead and read those lyrics. All right. Our lyric for today is this. I can hook a trailer on a two-inch hitch. Who sang that? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go to Marcus. Marcus King. Yes. Oh, Judy, okay. so sorry. Thanks for okay. playing, Judy. You got Thank one you. more chance tomorrow. Good luck. Wait, can I ask a question? Sure. Is it hard to hook a trailer on a two-inch hitch? No. I don't know what any of those words mean. No, I have a two-inch ball. And I have a two and a sixteenth, so it depends what I'm pulling. My boat is a two-inch hitch, uh, and my okay. So singing about this isn't like bragging or saying no. this is just a regular thing to th- to sing about. Well, but you don't know how to. You couldn't. No, I don't. No, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. So you I can do figure. It's one of those things. You if you know, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't even so know what we're talking about. The trailer goes on the ball. That's pretty easy. Uh, all right, Nathan is in St. Paul. Nathan, uh, are you ready? Do you need a, let's uh, let's uh, hear the lyrics again, Nathan, before uh, you take a guess. Here we go. Today's lyric is, "Okay, I can hook a trailer on a two-inch hitch." Okay, I'm going to guess Laney Wilson. Nathan guesses Laney Wilson. You got it. You got it, Nathan. Congratulations. <laughs> Great. Great. Thank you. Here we go. The trailer on the two-inch hitch. You know, but Dave fooled me on this one because I thought, well, it's got to be one of the guys. But no, yeah, then it makes do. sense right. that it would be the uh, mm-hmm. the woman. Uh, it's Jordana will love this sa- name of this song. It's Hankering. No, it's Things a Man Oughta Know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh. It's, okay, so a man should know how to do that. Yeah, yeah but but Lainey Wilson also knows how. <laughs> she, well, of course, anything a man knows, a woman should know. Nathan, have you, have you seen any of these acts before? I haven't, no. Excited? Uh, you, are you a fan, I hope, of uh, all three or at least one of them? I'm a huge fan, and I am very excited. Awesome. Well, Nathan, congrats. You are going. Next April 6th, U.S. Bank Stadium, the uh, Chris Stapleton All-American Roadshow. Uh, thank you so much for playing, and congrats. Thank you very much. You bet. Hang on there. Congratulations. D- DJ will get some information uh, for you, from you. And we got one more chance. We'll do one more uh, ticket giveaway tomorrow. Uh, for those tickets, and congratulations to all our winners. And uh, if you missed out, you always got one more chance uh, tomorrow. During the break... I have another, I have oh. another question about the two-inch Okay, hitch. go ahead. Okay. So when we took my kid to college, we pulled a U-Haul. I've you know, heard like the story, U-Haul. yes. You ri- so ripped off, you damaged a McDonald's. No, that was a no, different trip. No, 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 that was, no, a, different, that that was, was a different trip. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, that was the RV. Oh, my gosh. That was all... Yeah. That, no. So did Mark... Hook the trailer to the two-inch hitch on the back of the car. Yes, if it was okay, a two-inch, so, it might have been a smaller. Than yeah, it could have inch. been a different size. It could have been a you okay. know, one and seven eighths or. A- All right, if these are things a man should know, I'm very proud to say uh, my husband has fully executed this life goal. <laughs> I feel better about this show. Thank you. I, I'm learning things. Good. I know you get the hitch that has three different balls on it, and you can. You just- Toe. Three balls. Yeah, Three balls. Yeah, spin it around. And, balls. Yeah, spin it around. And you can tow a bunch of different stuff with your multi ball. It's a lot of balls. You got to remove hitch. it from the receiver, though, or else it gets rusted yeah. in there. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. But you have to cut the balls off? No, no. What? No. The, the shaft. 
<laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> Ten, gotta this is grotesque radio. 1031. Should the Nicollet Mall be open 24 hours? We'll, we'll talk about that next. If you really love a woman, you don't let her go. Well, I know a few things a man ought to know. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I love the idea that we have a uh, Nicollet Mall in downtown Minneapolis that would be more of a... I know it's not going to be Times Square, but I think the potential for the Nicollet Mall is one that is like a great destination... Uh, for people to hang out, yes. walk around with a cocktail like uh, many other cities have the ability to do, or, hey, Love. ooh, it's not such a sin to walk out of one bar and still have a cocktail in your hand and go mm-hmm. to a different spot. And I think there's safety in numbers, and if we want people downtown, and you, by the way, if you haven't been downtown in a while and you're still saying, I would never go downtown, I said, you, you haven't been down here uh, for a while. But that the way to get us there where we don't even have to have that conversation anymore is to have a thriving Nicolet Mall. And I'm reading this article mm-hmm. on the strip about the plans for like a 24-hour destination, meaning like all hours of night people can hang out there. If it's a safe environment, I'm all for it. Let, let's do it. I mean, let's make... We keep hearing about this reimagining of, of of what downtown Minneapolis will look mm-hmm. like, and this is mm-hmm. part of it. If you want, if it's going to be not maybe a center of commerce, but rather a center of residence and people living down here, let's do it. Bring it, bring it on. I'd love to see it. And I also think that the people that are saying I'll never come downtown or I won't come anymore, okay, that we're probably not going to change your mind. You have seen. Minneapolis changed dramatically over the last five years. I get it. That's fine. But you know who will go downtown? My kids. They also have lived through the aftermath of George Floyd, and they love Minneapolis. They love going downtown. They think it's a great city. And when these kids graduate from college or high school or whatever, you know, kids, younger kids, if there is a place to go and party downtown, they will go. They will do it. Mm-hmm. They think downtown is cool. It is a cosmopolitan, at least Minneapolis, St. Paul, of course, too. But St. Paul has different issues than Minneapolis. We're specifically talking about Nicolette Mall today. Um, I, I The North Loop is fantastic. They're still building. They, I just think it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity not to bring back the people that have written off Minneapolis, right. but to bring in the new ones, the younger ones that said, you know what? We get it. We saw George Floyd. That was part of our childhood. That was part of our story growing up. And we're not afraid. We're not afraid. We want to come downtown. We want to reclaim the safety of the city. And the more people that are there, the better. Because this still happens in New York City, friends. This is being an East Coast person. That's our city. So like after college, everybody moves there, you know, and then we go out downtown and bars are open late and and you are wandering around the streets of New York City feeling safe. This could be Minneapolis, too. And I do think this next generation post George Floyd, the kids that have lived through it that are not afraid can make it happen.
But we also need to revitalize, Adam, like your point. We need to make it a welcoming. Yeah, walk around with a beer. Who cares? Yeah. You know, sit down. Have live music out on the yep. streets. Have, you know, um, food trucks yep. or pop-up stands. Like, make this all happen. We, it will be fantastic. And police. Have police down here. Yeah, in case, 100%. You know, the bleep hits 100%. the fan. Uh, a good yes. staff. Police force is, of course, part of this. And I'm reading this article, too, in David Fema, obviously the restaurateur, who's talking about uh, there, I'm, I'm sure there is hesitancy with all the people, whether it's business owners and the like, that, okay, wait a minute, uh, having this uh, be a residential area as opposed to a center of commerce and business sounds okay, but we still want these businesses down here. We still want other mm-hmm. people who are coming, have a reason, not just that for the fact that they live here. We want others coming down here. And I see that too. And I think it's a gradual transition that we're not going to see overnight, but no, as, as we no. pointed out, the hybrid workforce I think is one that is 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 going to stay. I don't I don't see yes. many companies saying, "Well, nope, we're coming back full time five days a week." I think in order, at least now, right now, uh, with how the workforce mm-hmm. is, you have to be accommodating to people who don't necessarily want to come down into the office five days a week. And I'll tell you this, Jordana. Yesterday, it's often usually when I get done. Um, with the show here and whatever I have to, what work I have to do here, I usually head home. But yesterday, Chad came in and he had, he wasn't able to get lunch, so he asked me if I'd go get him a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. The, the skyways yesterday are were teeming with people. Oh, really? Oh, if, and Great. I and I waited in a, I went to a sandwich shop. I waited in line for like fifteen minutes. And there was a line way past me, uh, so lots of Skyway traffic. So there are a lot of people back downtown working. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent back to where it was, but it's pretty close. There are a lot of people working. Again, that was a, a Wednesday, so that's kind of right in the heart of the midweek when people are still coming <laughs> into the office. But there are a lot of people down here, and I think is a treat to them and everybody else who chooses to live down here and wants to feel good about Minneapolis and feel good about. Coming out of the pandemic and all the unrest, reward them with a with with a vibrant area. Yes, you know, and it's not just the workers, Adam. It's not just we need to rethink. And this is what R. T. Ryback is involved in. This is what David Fema is involved in. Both of them are quoted in the Star Tribune article uh, that's spawning this conversation. But it's not just about going downtown to work anymore because I get COVID changed everything. Mm-hmm. Look, I love working from home. You guys are know I'm in my bedroom right now. But people will want to live there. And if you live there, you can also work from from home because maybe your job is in Seattle or maybe your job is in New York, but you can live in downtown Minneapolis and you can party in downtown Minneapolis and you can have retail and you can go out with friends and you can have brunch in downtown Minneapolis. So this whole rethinking of Minneapolis isn't just a hub where people can work. It has to be multifunctional. Where, yes, you can party and shop, but you can also live. So more green spaces and this idea of Nicolette Mall being, you know, that place where you can, you know, cobblestones and you can walk around and no street traffic is is just the beginning of how we need to make it a place for young families, you know, kids post-college or post-high school. And also, who knows? I mean, people live in New York City their whole lives and raise children there. Maybe Minneapolis will take that step as well and make it more family friendly. Uh, 
I don't see why not. Um, I don't see why not. And it, mm-hmm. and also we've got parts of Minneapolis, like the North Loop has been thriving. And that yes. is absolutely a destination where people want to be. And I think that is mm-hmm. the model for what they yes. want to do downtown. You know, it's not that far away. You got the North Loop, nope. the Mill District, downtown, other mm-hmm. successful areas. And I think, you know, the main downtown or downtown west could be the linchpin there The the that connects all those areas. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I, it's slow. And I know that a lot of people look at this and say, Oh, it's just not the same. Well, it's never going to be the same, and change is slow yes. to happen. Too, I know. I honestly, you know, in ten years from now, or even five years from now, we'll be looking back and saying, "Boy, we came through some rough times." But look where. Right. I mean, New York, and again, we're never. We're not going to be New York City, obviously. But we had a texture, and the first time I was in New York City, I couldn't believe walking around in the middle of the night. Walking around, I'm like, I feel completely safe. I feel, and I feel I felt yeah. safer than I did walking in downtown Minneapolis, and this was mm-hmm. you know 15 years ago. And I but there was a time when you walked around the streets of Manhattan or Brooklyn or wherever it was, it was not safe. And now mm-hmm. it took a long time to change that. But the point is, those changes happen, and you don't see them overnight. But we're making we're headed in the right direction. And this is an opportunity, I think, for, for Minneapolis because of the mass exodus of workers, of people moving out, and, you know, because of the damage that was done, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of those things after the devastation of the murder of George Floyd. We were the epicenter for global change. Well, we can now take that opportunity to be the epicenter of reimagining a city. You know, yeah, we got a lot of empty buildings now. Yes, we have a lot of commercial real estate that's not properly, well, not being used the way it was being used. But you talk about change. It's ne- it shouldn't be what it was before because the world is different. COVID and George Floyd changed the world. Now, right now, Minneapolis even has an opportunity that, that that's, even St. Paul doesn't have to reimagine the way we function as a city. I talked about making more family friendly. I talked about maybe making more green spaces. God, I have lots of ideas. Maybe I should volunteer for a committee. Because, get on that, really, get I, on that I, committee. Get on that task I do force. have a lot of ideas because I, I'm an urban person. I like being downtown. Mark and I go out in the North Loop all the time. I send my kids to watch games or watch theater, go to the Orpheum. I, I send my kids to drive down there. They go to the Armory. They get, they go to concerts there. And, and it's fantastic. And I really don't worry about their safety. I can't wait for the, the green line to be finished so we can take it from St. Louis Park. And, um, but what an opportunity I think Minneapolis has to make radical change and be a leader in the cities of the future. And I think that they should take this opportunity and make radical change. Forget about the people who say, ah, it'll never be one, what it once was. I'll never go down again. That's fine. You don't have to come down again. We don't want you. That's fine if you're going to complain about it. We want people who are going to reimagine and be supportive of the new way to do a city, to be a city. And um, I think it's a real opportunity. Yeah. I'll say what well, you said. We don't want you. I, I, I do still want those people. I want them to complain less. Uh, and you know what? A lot of those people who say that anyway are still coming downtown. You know, it's like if the twins are going to be winning, you know, like the division and they're still going to come down to see the twins or they're still going to come down to see the Vikings, no matter what the Vikings record is. So yeah. And a lot of people who say that never came down here in the first place and won't continue to come down here. But I wanted to make it even people from wherever 
come on down, see what this is, what it could be. And I think, again, what, it could be. what mm-hmm. I think we're uh, on that in that direction. 1047, texts come in and we'll react to what you have to say on this. 651-461-9226. want a phone call? Maybe you're that person saying, no, whatever they do, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming. Oh, well, what it, well, tell us then. What is, what's it going to take? 651-461-9226. We got Dear Jordana in the next half hour, and I want to remind everybody oh, yeah. to share their questions. At um, 651-461-9226, you can text us on the talk and text line and call in at about 1130. Um, you know, the holidays are a time that is fraught with questions. I had questions about tipping and what have you, but Adam has questions stress. about sleep. Holiday stress. Yeah. So if you uh, have a question for Dear Jordana, we will be doing that today at 1130. Uh, so what we're going to talk about here. Well, we we're reacting to what we were talking about about uh, downtown Minneapolis in the hopes that you know what they're doing to the Nicola Mall works. But I want to get to you. Want you? Uh, who knows the NBA like you do? And you want? Oh, to, I mean, my God! But right. you were talking. We come here for critical analysis. But uh, your friend and mine, Draymond Green. Uh, you saw what he did uh, to that uh, player the other night about hitting him in the yeah. face with a punch, and he's been suspended now indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And the point about, okay, we all are up in arms over Draymond Green and his actions and, and how he acts on the court and how, how is this allowed when, I, yes, it's disgusting and like he's a loose cannon, uh, mm-hmm. clearly, but at the same time, we've always, we always have players in leagues. And this is a little bit of the, you know, the uh, professional wrestling side of what we do deemed to be legitimate professional sports, where you always need the heel. You need a heel. You need a bad guy to root against. And for as much as I think, you know, obviously the NBA has suspended him indefinitely, and they rightly so, at the same time, whether it's the talk shows, the sports talk shows, they love it. They eat it up because it gives them something to talk about. So they need Draymond Green to talk about. I mean, do they or does Draymond Green now have a responsibility to manage his freaking emotions and play basketball like a professional? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I, I, under, I guess I get it that we always want the, you know, the WWE version of basketball and we want some excitement and something to talk drama. about. But we love the drama. Really, it, yeah, but isn't basketball enough? Isn't good playing enough? I feel like this is nope. just such an example of somebody not being able to manage their anger. And it's just such bad... I'm not a huge fan, but it's just, uh, such bad messaging. If we- Raymond and I were re- were related, I would recommend... We're not related. We share the same last name, but we're not related. Um, I would advise some... Yes, some meditation, some deep breathing, and maybe some anger management classes. Because I think there's a lot to learn from people watching athletes on how they handle adversity. And he's failing epically. Kids are watching. Kids are watching. Uh, but we've always, like, you know, Dennis Rodman was the same. The same. Everybody's like, Dennis has got yeah. a serious problem. And he did. Like, he went through, like, some very public, you know, mental issues. And, but the drama of that, <laughs> and again, Dennis Rodman was a great player. And Draymond Green is a pretty good player. And the drama, it's the same in hockey where you have the, often the manufactured, the fighting in hockey. And there is a certain, you know, percentage of hockey fandom that says, including myself, that 
the fighting, like the staged kind of fighting where it's like, okay, this is the code and you've got to – two guys agree to fight and they fight and even though they don't really – are, they're not really angry at each other, they're just doing that because it's the code of hockey. It seems a little silly to me. Uh, but at the same time, that's a big part of why a lot of people like like to watch hockey because of the because of that the fighting and that kind of nature of it. And I think the the same is with any sport is like you I like mean, are the we tension. not past that, Adam? Are we? Not? It's violent enough. These men are you know they're seven feet tall and they're falling on the ground anyway. It's violent enough. Uh, football is violent yeah. enough. Uh, do we really need the fighting also? Come on, we're we're watching them in football, you know, knock each other down. That's yep. the goal of the game, to knock each other down. Uh, and, and you know, somewhat, not, not in basketball, that's not necessarily the case, but it happens. And I just, I, I feel like if you're playing that game, you have an outlet for your aggression. You don't need to punch people in the face when either a call doesn't go your way or they you feel that they're tugging at your hip. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, again, I'm, I, maybe I, I'm just not an advocate for violence, and I feel like if you're already playing a physical game, mm-hmm. there should be another way to take out that aggression. And kids are watching. I, I, I think I told you this story once when Maddox was playing Little League. I mean, he was, he was young. Maybe he's 10 years old. He's playing Little League. And there was a kid who, I don't know, either he tried to slide and the kid stepped on him. At second, I, I don't remember what happened. Well, during the, you know, where they shake hands at the end of the game, the kid wouldn't shake Maddox's hand and Maddox went after him. He, I mean, the kid was probably twice his size. Maddox, literally, he knocked him to the ground and they were fighting. I had never, ever seen my son like this. He wasn't a violent kid. And I started, I jumped up from the stance and I started yelling at the coaches, go get him, stop it. And you know what they said to me? They said, uh, you know, I, I, we like the passion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I, I almost got in there and separated them. But one of the coaches did step in and separate them. And I thought, no, that's no. These are not the messages that these are not the lessons that sports should be teaching young men. Sorry. And I um, I still believe that. I don't think there should be fighting in sports. Uh, there are certain exceptions. I'll just say I approve. Uh, Ten fifty-seven, uh, CBS News coming up, and then uh, I don't. Uh, an interesting question about getting fired and saying you're refusing to do the job. Oh, uh, this is oh. going to uh, be the conversation coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 